All right, man, we just gonna go ahead and get it started. Baseline! Hey. Welcome to the Porch Podcast. Welcome to the Porch Podcast. It's your boy DJE, Mr. Influential, and I'm rocking with my brother. P original, baby. So P. Hey, yes, sir. Episode 71. Talk to him a little bit. Hey man, episode 71. Y'all see the title. And if you didn't see it and you're hearing it in Radio Land, once again, it's premature. Premature. You know, it took me some time to really kind of, because I'm the person that's not always willing to settle down, be cool, take my time, relax, and think the clearest. You know, it took me some time to get better at those things. And in my learning along the way, you know, I made some decisions a little too prematurely. Okay. You know, I did things, man, sometimes that if I had just not allowed my, my feelings and my emotions to dictate my responses probably could have been a different outcome. Mm. So sometimes while you're building on who you are and you're trying to transform into the next phase and chapter of who you're going to be in this life, it does require you to do a little bit of reflecting on the past. Okay. So I had a conversation, good brother of mine, man, and we were talking about, you know, maturity level, you know, on, 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 on a lot of different, uh, for a lot of different things. You know, um, being capable of going from, let's just say, teenager to young adult. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some things that you need to be aware of when you're younger, you know, that that you don't know they're as valuable as they are until you actually become a grown-up. Okay. You know what I mean? And grown-up in a sense, not so much of age, but maturity. Maturity. And it kind of was something that was kind of, Part of a conversation we were talking about how, because we both had, both happened to have uh, you know a child in college, mm. and some of the things that we were discussing in it is, <laughs> I've heard this before, and I, I'm quite sure you've heard it as well. When mine's turned 18 years old. They All got right. one or two choices. Right. They they gonna either get a job or they going to school, but right. what they ain't gonna do is just be laying around here. Yeah. Now, to some degree, I understand the part about the not laying around here part. It's crazy because in most cases, the problem that most people have with things, they always put it at the end. Right. They don't address it at the beginning. You know, it's always other things that come before it. Like in that statement I just made, talking about the two choices, either go to school or go get a job, but they ain't going to be just laying around here. Right. Well, what if they got a, what if they go to school, but they still lay around there? Or what if they got a job, but they still come home and lay around there? Right. What is the focus in that situation? Well, this is where we got in the conversation, me and this brother. As opposed to putting these kind of ultimatums on a child to try to force them to become mature mm -hmm. and ready for those things in the world, how about we help them, we recognize where some of the deficiencies are, and as opposed to putting them in positions prematurely? Right. We do things that allow them to be able to, you know, take their time, grasp the concepts, give them the motivation they need so that when they get out there in the world, they don't have to have some of the same trip ups or hang ups that some of us who moved in haste didn't have somebody to help direct us and move us through before we were actually out there in the world. 
Absolutely. And um, just to elaborate on that, I believe we're one of the biggest. Before I get to that, let me just ask you this. Mm-hmm. My niece. No doubt. Um, now in college and everything. Mm-hmm. What were some of the ways you taught her? Um, try to get her ready for the responsibilities of the world. Like, give me a couple. So, very early on, I did the same thing that I believe most parents do typically. Mm-hmm. Basic fundamental things. It's, it's stuff that I call real-world preparations, right? Real-world right. preparations. Right. So things like, you know, you let them go to the counter. When you go to pay for something, you let them hand them the money. Right. So they can understand the concept of things like that. Now, mm-hmm. as time went on, some of the things I had to kind of actually, because, you know, you got to learn. Each individual is different. Whether you're talking about a child, an adult, everybody learns things differently. Right. Like I say all the time, if you can't, you know, like it's been said to me, if you can't, you know, if they can't learn the way you teach, you teach the way they learn. Right. So what I did was I had to identify with some of the things that I see that she needed strength in. And some of those things were, you know, basic fundamental things. So, for instance, you know, being aware of her surroundings, you know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, picking picking her, her, you know, her circle a little bit better. I'm not I'm not going to choose her friends. I say it all the time. I don't choose my kids' friends. I choose I choose to explain to them to be very mindful that everybody that you say is a friend um, isn't necessarily a friend and won't Mm -hmm. do friend things. So I think some of the things that I can just, that's jumping out to me that I did was just kind of like just make them more aware of the circle, you know, make them pay attention to the reality that, you know, everybody don't have your best interests and, you know, you don't have to get in trouble to learn good lessons. Right. Right, because um, I, I, I didn't so get a lot it. of trouble and I learned a lot of lessons just exactly just by seeing the outcome for other people. Um, the, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. The main one that I was that I was um, listening to because me and a good brother one time was talking, right? Good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining to me, you know, his son, um, about a year or two now, be able to work. And told him he want him to start paying a little rent, and um, to teach him, you know, responsibility. Right. And I said to him, I said, if you don't mind me intervening, bro, I understand that a lot of people go with that concept. My kids got to pay rent because they got to understand that they got to pay bills. You're right. Yeah. They do. Nobody lives in the world for free. But if they didn't have a job or if they didn't have that rent payment, are you going to evict them at 16 years old? No. Great point. Great point. Right. Great point. So they don't so they can't really learn that concept. I said, so what you should teach them is the importance of money and how they can invest that money. Right. But the problem is. A lot of us don't have education on investing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I say all the time, the stock market is, is probably the oldest, one of, if not in the top three oldest investing institutions in the world. The stock market, it's always there. Does it crash? Yes. So everybody, like you just made the statement, everybody talks about their issue at the end. They'll say something like, yeah, the stock market, the stock market, man, I, I understand, man. You know, you, you, you got to know that game. That's true. Yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't like the fact of putting my money in and knowing that it can crash and I can lose it. The problem is a person wants a guaranteed investment. How many investments are guaranteed, bro? Uh, not very many. And I would that, still be very skeptical of any of them that claim to be. Exactly. Because that that's the thing. They don't exist. So if you teach your kids that early, like you, you can go like this. If we, the way we came up, not making a knock in our house, of course, because we, we was raised nice. But if we followed everything our parents did, we would have never got on the airplane. You're right. We would have never been on a cruise ship. You're right. So the goal as a parent, like you just said, is for your kids not to have the same trip-ups 
that you had. So if you know, if I know, if I'm going to walk down this street right here, I could trip. It's like this high curb. You got to be, you got to have bunnies like Mike to get up the curb. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's down this, this street. It could be a different, different one. It might be a little drop, different one, but it's a hiccup down there. I'm not going to send my kid down the hiccup with his bunnies like Mike when I know he can't jump that high or he or she can't jump that high. Right. I'm going to send him down the other, in the other direction. Right. And right. I, all I'm, all I'm saying is if we teach our kids how to invest and understand money early because school don't teach you that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't teach you that, but they're books and you can do it because they understand basic concepts. So you, you know, two books, Rich dad, poor dad, get mm-hmm. good, get good with money. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Other mm-hmm. books, twelve universal laws. You know what I mean. If you ever watch an interview with the rapper Big Sean, he said his mother always gave him books like that. Look where he's at. It's true. As a kid, his mother gave him books like that. You see what I'm saying? So, to break the monotony, to do different things, to take the different road. You know. I told him, I said, bro, are you going to evict him if he doesn't pay rent? Like, nah. So what are we really teaching him? Something that he's going to have to do regardless anyway? Because people don't, people can't learn unless they learn a lesson. They have to learn a lesson. They have to win the, they have to learn the winning side, the losing side. That's why the, the earliest thing that a kid can get involved with when he's young is sports. He or she is young in sports. So they can learn the concept of winning and losing. You're right. You see what I'm saying? First, when you're young, young, when you're young and you play T-ball, there's no winners, there's no losers. Everybody gets a shot. So what what are you really teaching there? Team sport. Teams, like you need people because everybody has a part. Right? In T-ball, I coach T-ball. There's no real pitcher, but you got somebody on the mound, you got somebody at first base, second base, third base, whatever. Outfield, nobody's really putting it outfield. Right? Let's keep it real. Right? Mm-hmm. Ego solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, with that being said, nobody's nobody's really putting it putting it outfield like that. Right? However, mm-hmm. everybody gets a chance to hit. Right? Right. Right. So every so everybody gets a turn. So what are they teaching you? By teams? And about opportunity. Mm, that's true. That's what. That's, that's what. That I listen. I coached T-ball for two years, so I, I, I. That's what I seen it as. I'm teaching you how to play with other people, play with a team. Let me know when you're ready to come back, team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and huh? Yeah, look up at me. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You ready? Yeah, team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and opportunity. That's what yeah. I taught nah. now. Now yeah, I'm good. Now, when you actually, after that's done and you go to another league, you already know about team. You already know about opportunity. You play T-ball, you might start watching baseball on TV. You play basketball, you're going to start watching because you now you want to understand how you want to be like LeBron James or let's say these kids, if they just started playing, they want to be John Morant. You understand what I'm saying? They still want to be Steph Curry. Right. Right? So right. you say all that to say, now they learn that. They now learn it's a winner, it's a loser. Okay, in investing, you either win mm-hmm. or you lose. Mm-hmm. And if you get out at times, it's called cutting, and you ain't, and you ain't gain nothing, it's called cutting my losses. That's right. So this is why the first thing a kid can get involved with is sports. Now, if you pay attention, sports is in school because it brings money students right. bring money yeah so we supposed to teach our kids that they're the number one asset as well as resource so even right. when you even when you sit there and say you're teaching them about the responsibilities of rent you could teach them you're supposed to really just be teaching them the responsibility of money there you go there you go that's why every most kids 
from where we are from are falling in the same traps. High, right, high right. debt. Because we teach them how to shine. Right. You go in the black community, your kids right. is shining. Now, right. here's two things. I'm going to break it all the way down to you. That always comes around the end. If you're young and you fly and you got the Jordans and you got you got now Balenciagas and all that type of stuff, you got all the sneakers, right? All the mm -hmm. outfits, all this, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to want that forever because consistency is key. So you're going to do what it takes. I'm not saying that the person going to go hustle and sell. I'm not saying that. They're going to get a job. They're going to understand. But they're going to spend their money on continuously shine. Now, if you're a kid. You're absolutely right, brother. If a kid don't got it, let's mm -hmm. say his sneakers got holes in them. His jeans is, is, is torn. He's wearing hand-me-downs, right? Mm -hmm. That kid still wants what? Doing all the same things the other one has. Right. And and when they get a job, you might start seeing them turn to that and do that. Because we teach them how to shine. Right. No, it's a good point. Great point. But we don't teach them how to invest and really understand the concept of money. So that's where the lessons is. So before we put our kids out in the world prematurely. That's right. There you go. We got to actually talk about what they need to really understand in life skills the concept yeah. of money yeah yeah now nah, that and, and that's basically where where the conversation went with me and bruh we was actually talking about it and here's it i mean here go, here go the crazy part though it spun off of a conversation about adults right and how adults fall into this system or this it's not i'm not gonna call it a trap but a, a system or a regiment of doing the same things not even so much because of the fact that they don't know how to do other things but literally because they feel like it's the only thing that they they are capable of doing not that right. they know how to do it it's a difference you know with kids man if you ever sit back you know it's a little bit different with a kid because they know that they're not going to eat unless the person who provides for them makes sure they eat right that concept and mentality, you know, it kind of carries from there. So, like, if you never teach a person, whether it's a child, you know, young adult, whether it's a you know, grown-up, whatever, if you never show a person how to feed themselves, they'll only sit around and wait to be fed. Right. Like, when you made the point to say that if this person, if your son doesn't pay his rent, are you going to evict him? You're not encouraging him to evict his son. But nah. what you're saying is is that what you're doing is is it's, it's, it's a false sense of what the lesson that you're trying to teach is false like right. he doesn't believe that you're gonna put him out and he and he should he he should feel safe and he should feel comfortable with his father to be able to take care of him. who who else been taking care of him? right now with that being said the world isn't going to be as forgiving right the world so and, i'm not telling and right. that's what it comes down to and i'm not mm -hmm. telling you to do anything mistreat him or put him in a type of tough position but if anything, you turn around and you tell them, listen, we're going to take that same money that you was going to give me. I was going to call rent. Right. And I'm going to make you invest it. Right. You don't ever have to put it in my pocket because I'm going to, the roof on, the roof that you're currently living under. It's going to always be here. me a dime, it's going to be here because I'm going to make sure it's here. Right. But in, in your money, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to help you put the foundation together to build your house now. Right. Before you have to actually pay for it, if you understand what I'm saying, son, right. or your daughter, or whoever. That, that that goes back to the inf infamous interview of Dame Dash on The Breakfast Club. He taught his son how to be a businessman early. Got his own cookies. I taught him how to be a boss so he doesn't ever have to work for anybody. Because all, you, all we're teaching our kids is you go to work, you come home, you give your money to me because that's what you do. You go to work and you pay your bills. I'm not saying anything is wrong with having a job. Right. What I'm saying to you is if you want your kids truly to be better than you, how many times we make the statement, if I knew what I knew, man, now, 20 years ago, they're 20 years ago. Let them know. Just did a video on it. They're 20, 25 years ago. So let them know and let them understand the concept. And that's what you do. You don't teach them. You don't teach them. Make money. Buy, buy something that six months from now you're not going to care about. You see what I'm saying? 
people that exactly what you people that are sneaker people that are sneakerheads but are resellers. That's a hustle. That's a business for them. You see what I'm saying? But even resellers, I want y'all to understand this. It's a lucrative hustle. Now y'all starting to open up these stores and stuff. That makes it more of a business. Because if they stop making the sneakers, then you then you're hit. So sometimes maybe use that to find something else that's going to be around, that's going to have, you know, longevity. Like you're the investment. It's it's cool to go, like, you know what's crazy is I don't I mean maybe it is, but I don't hear many rappers talking about popping bottles and all that like they used to anymore. Because yeah. everybody's more on a health kick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So don't fall into the times. And if you do, do your research and do your history and see what has always been important, even if you listen to rap music. What's always been important is the investment of, of the business itself. The biggest exactly. thing that the biggest exactly. thing that changed in hip hop is people went from being employees to being execs and being bosses. You see what I'm saying? So you have to you have to us as the adults have to stop teaching the old habits or that's what my parent did to me. Again, if you didn't have your rent back then, your parent wasn't going to put you out in the street, especially like if you was at work and you was work cuz first of all, here's the thing. The bill paying is not the responsibility part. The right. the job is the responsibility. Because right. you're trying to work, you're trying to learn the person's right. worth ethic. Right. If they don't never want to go to work, now you have to train them. Well, listen, if you're not going to go to work and this is something that you don't want to do, like you don't want to work for somebody, then you really need to get knowledge for yourself and have people work for you. Find a way to have people work for you. Yeah. Learn you how to take care saying? of yourself independently first. Right. I had, people, I had, I, I got a home, I got a homeboy that's a, who got two businesses. One's bigger than the mm -hmm. other. Okay. I asked him one day, yo, you ever had a regular job? Like, oh man, as long as me and you been around, you ain't never had a regular job. Yeah, I had a regular job. I got off. You know, I would, I would work the regular job and then what I do for my main business, I would do that after, after work. And then next thing you know, I got another client. I got another client to the point where I needed help. And then mm -hmm. I just expanded on that, made it legit. And that's what I've been doing since then. It starts. I understand. I it get starts it. with your first job. I get you it. You know what I mean? I get it. I get mm -hmm. it. I get it. I, and I don't and I don't even, you know, like I say, once again, you know, we like you said, it's it's quite easy to say, you know, I want my kids to be better than me. So you know. Well, first and foremost, understand before you start putting those kind of statements out there, you gotta know how your kid view themselves. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So we start saying stuff like, "Look, I've never been in competition with my parents, right?" But in the same token, I've I've always understood that in our home, e coming up, you know, independency was taught very early on, right? Right. So so it's not about me being better than you. How about first and foremost, let me learn how to be independent first, right? I'm not competing with anybody. Let me. How about mm -hmm. I get all the basic fundamental, you know, uh, uh, structural sound, you know, uh, uh, um, you know things that I need to have in place to just be capable of taking care of myself first. To this day, I still don't feel like I compete in any, with anybody in anything. Right. Like, you know, like, and, and, and some people may look at that differently. Like, like I said, like, you know, in preparation to anybody, even as a supervisor, a boss, an employee, you know, right. boss employee situation, you turn around and it's like, listen, I'm not going to teach you how to be better than me. I'm going to teach you how to be independent. You won't have to teach yourself how to be better than everybody else. Right. There's a difference. Don't try. Don't try to like like. So when we go to throw that statement around, you know, what I mean, I want I want my kids to, you know, I want better for my kids. You don't even know what your kids want. Find out what they want first. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Better, better, better than me may not be better than you. I remember talking to a, a homie of mine, and he wanted to. He wanted, he was thinking about moving, right? Some years back. And he wanted to move uh closer from where they were where he was actually from. Okay. And he was like, Yeah, man, you know, I wanna move because, you know, my daughter talking about going to college, you know, you wanna go to college and that. I said, So why you wanna move? 
Yeah, I just want to be close. I said, well, did you even ask where she wanted to go to school at? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, you're right. It's a good question. When he asked, it was actually closer to where he was already at. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Sometimes we just you make these saying? assumptions and, and and not and not really think about. Well, we repeat things, right? Yeah, that, We're repetitive, and, right? And exactly. That's what we do. We just we do what things. we talk. We we were doing right. what we so, talk. So all right. So ask the average person that makes a statement. I want better for my kids. Where that statement came from? I bet right. you they can't tell you that they made it up. No, they heard it. Nah. They, they heard, heard someone else say. Yeah. It. yeah. Because you know what? I've seen relationships where people don't believe it or not. Well, people say, damn, I think my dad hating on me. I think my mom hating on me. What do you mean your right. mom or your dad is hate? They made you. They made you. You think they yeah. made you to hate you? No. If anything, maybe they don't know how to accept your excellence yet. Maybe they don't know how to, you know, embrace your your gifts and your talents and abilities. Right. So when you don't don't be so quick, like I said, premature to make statements that I want my I want better for my kids when you don't understand the reality that you first and foremost need to know what they want first. Right. They may not even be, and order sometimes, and I say to people all the time, you do understand that when you say to somebody that you want them to be, you want better for them, or right. you want them to be better than you, that they, you put them in competition with you. What do right. you Because in order for me to be better than you, I have to compete against you. Right. I have to do things that make me better than you, correct? Right. So then that means that you created a, you know, a, a false sense of reality, and as opposed to you preparing me for the world, you're preparing me just to beat me. Right. See... Why would and, I do? Why would I do that and, I, and 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 waste the time and not prepare you to actually be in the world? And if you make that statement, like you just explained to people, they say, "Dad, I don't mean it that literal, but words are powerful." So at the same time, even not meaning that literal, literal, that's what you're saying, because right. if something is considered better, it can, it has to be compared to. And when you <laughs> and when you when you compare things, that's how you look at it. As it being that way, so the, I just feel like what I'm a, what you gotta be your you gotta be your kids' number one teacher, right? You should be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. should be, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make that clear because I don't that don't mean children can't learn from other places, but at the same time you gotta be able to understand that you can learn from them as well. No doubt, you understand what I'm saying. But some people yeah. feel like. Some parents feel like they definitely we all know that times children feel like they know everything. But then some parents feel like because you can't say, well, do this because I said so. Right. But why? I'm going to tell a person like, look, like I explain this to somebody, right. other adults sometimes. I say, look, credit cards can be your friend or they can be your enemy. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? I'm always y'all go most of the time. I'm, I'm a lot of times I'm gonna use examples using money because hey, if you got it, we always feel like if we rich or we got all the money in the world, all our problems be solved. That's not true, but we do feel like we will be in a better situation. But it's not even about having all the money. It's, it's about having the understanding of it. Remember before right. I said if I can get one thing from God other than health, I said. Full financial literacy, like to understand it, not to be the richest person in the world, but to be right. able to teach it and help my peers. So everybody, because everybody don't want to be like, I don't have to be a millionaire. You understand what I'm saying? I just yeah. want to, I just want to be comfortable and being able to live the life that I want to live. Not saying I got to go do this. So I can pay this bill because I was taught that when I go to work, all my money had to go to bills. Mm-hmm. Because when you sit back and you think about investments and you think about different things, you know, we always want to know. My ROI, how much is it? Am I expecting? How long is it going to take? You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know, like, true. is it worth? So if you get your kids learning this early, it's like this. If I lend, simple, if I lend a person, this is not even with interest on it. If a person said, hey, hey, you you 15, hey, hey, let me hold $20. And you really deal with this person and you want this person, you don't mind letting this person hurt $20. What's your first question you're going to ask? When when am I getting my money back? Right. And what kind of return am I getting on it? Yeah, like when, when am I when I'm getting this back? Or you could say, all right, bro, 
I'll give you twenty dollars. This this is this is really teaching a person. This is really teaching your 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 kids about money. When you turn around and say, they say, Dad, let me get fifty dollars. Okay, let me borrow fifty dollars because they use that word. Can I borrow fifty dollars? Mm-hmm. Or you you asking you borrow or loan me fifty dollars? Okay, yeah. When do you expect to pay me back? Well, I I I I give it to you as soon as I get my check. When do you get your check? I get my check in two weeks. Cool. If you don't pay me back in two weeks, son. From then on, every two weeks, I'm or I'm adding three percent interest. And you gotta help Petey walk them dogs. Right. <laughs> but three percent interest, right? So they're like, all right, all right, pop. Now, you're giving the 50. They don't pay you. Right? So now he don't pay you. You get that 3% interest. You know, let's remember, 10%, 10% of 50 is $5. So, you know, three is it's not a lot. You know what I mean? A couple, some change. So the but, basic point, though, is that, you know, if you don't pay that's me real on life. time, you're going to grow. This, 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 this debt is going to uh, earn some. Uh, yeah. Some accrued interest that you going to have to pay. That's real life. That is real world. That's real. That's a real world uh, teachable moment. Yes, it is. And that's real life because because yeah. because you're better off doing that than to say give me the rent because when they give you the money the rent what you gonna do with the money when and they hand to you? You ain't gonna do nothing. But well, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I used to give my check to mom back when I had a little movie theater job. wasn't no bunch of money. It wasn't like I was knocking a dent and nothing around there. Uh-huh. Well, she would just put them up for me. She would just put the checks up and stuff like that, and unbeknownst to me. Yeah. And then, you know, my my, what would mom do? <laughs> my mother, right. my little my little general cinema checks right. that I was getting. Um, so she taught me because what she wound up actually doing was actually saving the money for me. But what she taught me was to be able to give somebody else my money. It's kind of like a banking situation, right. but. I want to piggyback off of what you were saying before in terms of the educational thing and how we are supposed to be our kids' first teachers and right. how the extension of that situation is supposed to be the other way. So part of what we and me and me and my and my brother was discussing, me and one of my good my good brothers, uh I explained to him that I felt like schools were supposed to be um were supposed to be like extra seasoning to what you lay down in terms of the foundational uh element of their education. Why do I say that? Because teachers have classrooms with multiple students in it. They have to teach them for one curriculum, basically understanding one thing on how to be able to understand the basic fundamentals of something, right? Right. So, like, if you ever look at it, let's just look at let's just look at a comparison. You got a you got a son that can go out there and you send him to basketball camp. One of the first things that they're going to learn how to do is basic dribbles, how to do figure eights, chest right. passes, bounce passes, how to use the box. All these things to square to shoot off of that basic fundamentals. Right. And then you're going to have somebody else who takes their son and they're going to show him when they're going to practice a little bit more at home. They're going to put him in individual, in what I would say, individual training. Before you know it, they're in AAU and so on and so forth. Right. I'm going to say this about the educational side of it. And everybody can do what they want to do with it. This is just my opinion. Right. But in that conversation I shared with him, I said, no one should be a better teacher for your individual child than you. Absolutely. No Right. Here's why I say that. Because the basic fundamental real world situations are going to happen with you. Right. When you send them to school and they do a math problem, that's a word problem. If Johnny had eight apples and he gave two to Sally and all of those different things, mm-hmm. those are cute and funny. But in reality, guess what? As opposed to allowing that to be their only explanation or their only example of mathematics, you can actually walk them with you. Like I said, when you go inside of a store and say, son or daughter. That basket says three, four dollar in those apples. So right. if I wanted nine apples, how many how many dollars would I have to give them and allow them to count? Two things will happen. First and foremost, they'll understand the situation dealing with money, number one. Mm-hmm. The second part of that is, is they'll understand the bargain, a deal, the understanding of how to get true value for their wisdom. See, right, right now you got to understand, in school, when they get a good grade on the test, they get an 89, 100, on. 99, whatever they get, A plus, whatever letters they're using. That's the depths of their uh, of their celebration of it. Right. Right? That's mm-hmm. the depths. Now, if I teach you 
how to do things in the real world and you see the you know how these things are working right interchanging right. you gain you don't get a grade no you don't get an a plus you don't get a b plus you don't get a pat on the back that was a great job on put a star in your paper smiley face or hanging up on the board but what you do get is an education that's gonna last you a lifetime right that's the difference Schools are supposed to enhance the educations that you that we as Absolutely. their parents or actually people who instruct them. It's supposed to enhance it, not teach them. It's not babysitting. It's supposed to be a secondary educational level but that you, actually helps along the way. But you know what the distraction is? The distraction the distraction is us being taught, go to school, yep. go to work. Now when we got a job, go to work, you gotta come home and you gotta pay bills. Correct. So because let's Let's just be real. We're not doing nothing different than what our parents didn't teach us. When they collected because, a little rent right. and saying they was teaching yeah. us responsibility, they were. Yeah. But they were yeah. teaching us how to be employees and pay bills. Exactly. My man. That's you know what I mean? The extent of, that was the extent of it. <laughs> I'm laughing at how you got excited. My, my man. Yeah. But that's what, that that's, that's what they were teaching us. See, a perfect example. Let's go away from, let's go away from money now. And I'm going to go back to okay. what you just piggyback off what you just said when you were talking about the athlete mm -hmm. you ever notice how much how much the parent starts to invest in their student being an athlete when they realize that they have that opportunity to go far to be Absolutely. get a free college education which you got to go in levels okay mm -hmm. if your kid mm -hmm. is good and he's nine ten years old then you should want him to play good so he can get a job. I mean, so he can get a uh, good and help him get good grades so he can get it to like a prep school or some or one of these Catholic schools that want him, where the colleges are actually looking at. Then if he continues to do good in high school and the college, look at, now he's getting a free education. Now, when he's in education, he should be studying something that's going to help him his interests. Okay, so if sports mm -hmm. is in interest, let him study sports management. Nice. Not just not just because he could fall back and be an agent. Right. But he can also know if his agent is trying to get him. You already know that. Remember See, they had the Netflix the Netflix special week? What's that? The documentary called Trophy Kids back in 2013. I ain't never seen that. Called Trophy Kids. Just I to throw that out there, y'all. Check that out. Go ahead and make your point, but that's that. But that's in support. That right there, that documentary that I'm talking about is in right. support of what you're saying right now. Right, because what it because what it does is it teaches them investing into themselves into their future as well. I don't right. care if you're chasing money or you're chasing right. life. You have to right. make an investment. So the responsibility should be taught. It is is investing, not spending, not paying bills. Cause I don't give a damn. Like, Pete, nobody gets away from bills. Nobody. Rich people nobody. have bills. The wealthiest person you know, they have and bills. So we, you, you, you not, you don't have to teach them something that they already they're gonna have to do. I'm not saying don't make them understand that bills will come about and you're gonna have to pay a bill. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Don't think, don't make them think that they don't have to pay rent. They don't have to pay a mortgage. But if you're not going to evict them, they don't understand how if, if, okay, you want to teach them responsibility, let them pay something they love. Pay your cell phone yeah. bill, bro. Pay your own cell phone yeah. bill. Yeah. If, yeah. if you don't pay yeah. it, it's going to get shut off. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. We I'm all are. I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of it. And, and, and my thing is, is now that I've recognized it, it's up to me to make the adjustment. You know, right. The definition for the word premature is occurring or done before the usual or proper time too right. early. Right. Once again, it's occurring or done before the usual or proper time too early. So right. basically just adding what you're saying in that situation, E, um, the person, like you said, the brother that was teaching the lesson about the rent thing. Right. If you're going to do that and you're going to make it a teachable moment, get bigger, get deeper than the surface of it. Right. That way, if you do that and you truly want them to be better off, you yeah. can. You know why most people find it? Let me tell you. There's enough things that's already set up 
to make people fall in the potholes. Just people, not just kids. You know, you got people that look around and they and they see the success that other people are having. Right. You look up and say, man, that's a nice home that he has or that's a nice car that this person drives. You know, all I got to do is get to that level. They start creating standards and levels for themselves. They don't understand the work that goes into those things. They don't know right. what it takes to do it. And it's not the person who actually found success fault. It's the person who had access to being able to teach them along the way that make them learn that lesson long and in a hard way, right? So think about it from this perspective. They turn around and they want to keep up with the Joneses, so they go out and they finance a vehicle that's outside of what they actually can afford. Mm-hmm. It is because, like in their mind, they created this concept. You know, I get this car, man. All I want to need is a you know two hours. I mean, two days of overtime to take care right. of. Right. We teach them how to shine. Third. Teach them how to shine, right? And even as adults. Well, not only that, but what we teach them is is how to be financially. Like, 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 you know, you ever heard the concept, don't put the buggy before the horse? Mm-hmm. So as opposed to finding something that you are, that you would like to invest in, like we don't use the word invest enough That right. into, into the introduction. Right? I'm going to let you finish it and I'm going to tell you exactly what you what we, what we taught them other than teaching them how to shine. But go ahead, I'm listening to you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now we didn't teach them to turn around and say like, for instance, you got a son or a daughter that's a sneaker collector, a uh-huh. sneakerhead. See how much is the sneakers? They say $180. We as parents think that we're doing them a justice by telling them, if you save half of it, I'll match it. And we think that we're helping. Uh-huh. We think we are, but we're not. Uh-uh. We're not. We're not. There's things that I believe that we, what we unconsciously do thinking that it's a little bit better. Because like back when we were younger, right, and this is the funniest part, we may have went around and cut grass, cut lawns and stuff like that, got our money together, saved up to get to the point where we can buy our own sneakers. Mm-hmm. We'll turn around and say that we want our kids to have better than us, do better than us, and be in a better position. And the first thing that we offer them is, is I'll match your money if you save half of the money for the sneakers. Mm-hmm. I'll match it so you can go and buy your sneakers. Yet you came from... Doing it fully yourself by saving your own money and fully purchasing your sneakers. So how is it that we're trying to help them when all we're showing them is half of what we actually did to get to where we are? Well, two things. I would rather I would rather buy it for them, right? Okay. As a as, and I'm gonna tell them why I would buy it for them. Like, look, because this is this is true. Some places, some jobs, some things you do. I want you to work. I want that kid to earn that money, right? I want him to still earn money. But me buying this is me rewarding you because I watched you earn what you were trying to go after yourself because I want you to understand the concept that you work for. However, that money that you earn, I don't want you to blow it. I want to show you what to do with that money. Right. Don't blow anything. Right. No, no, don't blow. <laughs> but what I mean by that is like this. When I mean I want you to show you to do how to do, do, you know, do the right things or do anything. Okay. I'm a purchase. I'm a purchase the sneakers for you. As a as appreciation of an honor, like you just said, brother. If a kid, if a kid gets a good grade at school, they get an A. They get a grade. They get special things. They get incentives. Right. right? Right, so right. I want them to understand the incentive, but I want this. So my kid knows, okay, I want these Jordans, right? Right. All right, go work for them. You, they make the money. I'm like, good job, son. Boom, I got you too. They're going to be like, damn, good job, pop. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing that every time because you don't get right. a bonus every time. No, no doubt. All right, this money that you just work, just made, I don't want you to go buy a video game. I don't want you to go buy another sneakers. Hell, I don't even want you to go buy an outfit. This is just me. I want you to go buy a share in Nike because guess what? Them sneakers are going to be old next year, but Nike going to still be around. I'm teaching you the concept of investing. There it is. This is what I'm trying to make you understand. To the point where you're going to realize that 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 if you get in dividends, that what you've been purchasing has been making money back. But you should be wearing what you purchase because you own a piece of it now. So I'm still teaching you ownership. 
Right. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. If I fly Southwest all the time, that's all I ever fly. Well, I don't have shares in Southwest now. Like that's, that's the point. things that we don't we don't teach our kids. And then it's funny. You were saying a few minutes ago, you were speaking on the concept of a person buying a vehicle, buying a car, right? And when he was mm -hmm. buying the car, you said, yo, you start teaching about like, yeah, I'll go work here, I can work this many hours, then I can get overtime. All I gotta do is work overtime two days. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Just and, and then I'll be able to cover the note. Where does that come from? Us teaching them exactly came from teaching them, them how yeah. to pay bills. Because yeah. now you're going above and beyond to figure out how to pay bills. See, I would want my kid. I'm not saying I wouldn't want my kids to shine, look good. I didn't say that I want my kids to walk around bummy and all this and not wear Jordans. What I'm saying is if I watch them hustle, put that work in to try to get something they want, I'm going to give them what they want because they're doing what I want them to do. But I'm going to make them buy what they need. See what I'm saying? When they get into the point of understanding buying what they need, then they'll get it. Okay, bruh, I could cook. I don't cook a lot. So when I was single, mm -hmm. I was buying I was buying food out all the time. But it went for me because mm -hmm. every day I'd be like, man, I'm about to go to the pizza shop, get some cheese fries, so I'm going to get a slice. Give me something light. Like it wasn't dinner at home. You know, I eat the cheese fries, being cool at the pizza shop, go home and eat the dinner. So I'm still in that concept, man. Most of my money probably go to food. But we were never taught. We never were taught to buy assets. You understand what I'm saying? No, absolutely. We were never taught that. So yeah. my, my point is, I would reward my kid. If they doing good in school as a reward, because mm -hmm. that's all I really want them to do. You want sneakers? You want a video game? Boom. But their money. I would want yeah. them to buy assets and something that's going to bring, because like attracts like. They want to look fly so they can attract the fly girl or the fly dude. Right? Right. But if they want to make money without lifting a finger, they have to purchase things that's going to pay them money. Right. And right. I just I just think the earlier, the better. I mean, we teaching our kids how to pay rent, and they ain't even go to college yet. You teaching a kid how to pay rent at 16 and he may, yeah. he or she may not have their own crib to their 24, but we never teach even, them how to buy assets. They don't even know those terms. Before I go any further though, I want to make sure I let y'all know, man, if you ever looking for an event planning company, man, I know it's off subject, but I don't want to get too deep into it without letting you know, we got a company that's going to take care of all your event planning needs, man. It's called front and center events. Hey, hey let them know, bro. Look, check it out. Let's get that stress off the plate, all right? Got that big event coming up, and you don't want to have to do all the work. I got a company for you, full-service event company, that's going to take care of all of your event planning needs. That's www.fncevents.com. A full-service event planning company. Take all the stress off your head, kick back, and enjoy the party. Once again, that's www.fncevents.com. Head on over there. Get that party booked and get it done. Back to the show. Front and center events. Absolutely. So what I was saying, though, bro, was, you know, when we teach our kids these different things, and you made a really, really, really sound point, we want and expect them to be able to pay rent, mortgages, and all these different things when they don't even know the concept of these terms. First and foremost, excellent point on this you just made about as opposed to just um, – putting the money away for them or whatever. You said you will, you see them making the effort, you reward them, but you will have them actually invest into stock into that company. You mm -hmm. know, amazing. That's a, that's a, that, that, that concept right there. Hopefully somebody else hears it and it becomes infectious. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those things, man, that we, we are fully capable of if we truly want to see them do better, giving them all the, the, the tools that they need to be able to do it. But once again, before we can do any of those things, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to realize that they are of a different time. Right. They are. And even some of the concepts of us saying things like, I want better for my kids than I have for myself, you know, always remember that the times are evolving. Things are always consistently changing. So if you want to do a service to them or anybody, like, bro, like, like I said, 
you know, we can switch it off the gears for a second. And as opposed to just talking about the kids and even just, you know, basic fundamental working, mm-hmm. you know, with, with people, not so much necessarily being their boss or being them being, you know, underneath you or anything like that. But even just working with people, you know, there's times that I would be in certain situations where I was not bashful and ask a person, how would they handle a situation? Right. I would ask them that because not because I need to be a carbon copy of whatever they were and did what they did, but at least I would need to know some basic fundamental foundational, you know, techniques or things that I could probably kind of use to develop my own way of doing it. A lot of times, man, in life, the biggest thing is, is we don't want to come up with how to be able to individually do things like school teaches us and higher education teaches us how to be able to follow directions. That's the basic concept of what schools do. Mm-hmm. When your kids are at home or when you're individually working with somebody on your job independently, that's your time to really shine. If you ever really want to help a person, you help a person in that moment where you can be the difference, where it's not just in line with everything else that everybody else is doing. Like for me, I always found it being, uh, how can I say, more beneficial to me to get my information from multiple sources. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that I'm going to do everything that what everybody says, but multiple sources, if, if, if anything, allows me to see that there is more than one perspective. Right. In schools or in these job trainings or different places that you go, they mm-hmm. show you one universal perspective. Right. But we're not all the same person. So we're no. not going to all do the things the same way. Now, Absolutely not. prematurely, what happens sometimes is, is that we go through a regular regimen of what we believe is preparational training and treatment and development. And we put people in positions that they are not ready for. Right. Kids are easy to talk about because like you said, you know, we talked about basic situations like you turn around and you have a kid, you put the ultimatum on them. And they mind still tender too. So still very tender. You're 18 yeah. years old. By the time they're 18, they graduate high school. If they ain't going to get a job, if they ain't working, they got to get out of here. Think about the three choices. Let's think about it. You got a person that's being told, a child, that if you don't go to college, if you don't get a job, that you got to get up out of here. Let's run back through it. What if I don't know what I want to do in school? I'm going to go to college now just so I can't get kicked out of the house. What if I don't really know what I want to do with my life? Well, I'm just going to go get a job, any job, anywhere, even if it has nothing to do with anything that I'm passionate, driven, or determined to do. Right. But I'm going to do this job so I can stay in the house. Or I got to get out of the house. I just wanted to look at that and how, look at the, how the ultimatum pushes a person prematurely into a situation that they're not prepared for. Reiterating the situation, either go to school, I have no desire to really, really go to school because I don't really know what I want to do. Right. Go get a job. I settle for any job, which means anybody can pay me anything and my worth, whether my worth is, you know, is being paid at the level that I expect it to be or not. Or do something to just prevent being kicked out of the house or to leave the house on my own. Well, I'm going to give you three examples of what you're saying. that's, That's horrible, but that's what some of the standards have been created. But I'm going to give you these three, these three, Examples, uh, you got this or that to, for the day, either way, too. Or would you rather you got any of that? Um, make you make make do what you about to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can grab a couple, but we, right. you know, we we digging into this concept right here. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just this is mm-hmm. the three. Um, mm-hmm. John Madden. Okay. Um. Uh, the comedian Damon Williams, his son. And it was another. And you remember the comedian Gerald Kelly, brown skin Pete, with light eyes, with chubby dude. He had light eyes like you. Used to be in different yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna break down, break down. So I just went to see Lavelle Crawford over the weekend, right? Okay. 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 Isaiah Kelly is Gerald Kelly's son. He's on tour with Lavelle Crawford. When he said who his dad was, you could look right in his face and then tell he just don't got the same color eyes. Because Gerald Kelly's mm-hmm. eyes is like yours. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I remember him. I right. remember him. Yeah, so Isaiah Kelly made the statement. He was like, he's 30 years old. He was like, I'm happy, man. He was like, comedy's all I ever did in my life. I've been doing comedy since I was 10. And everybody looked. He was like, yeah, my dad was a comedian. My dad, Gerald Kelly, like, 
That's my dad. And he said, oh, then somebody was like, oh, yeah, you look just like it. He said, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, look at you. You fuck my dad? That shit was funny as hell when he said it. Everybody started laughing. But what he was, what, 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 what I picked up was at 10, he started doing comedy. I don't think he was forced. I think his dad said, son, what you, what you want to be? going, Pop, I want to be like you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what you mean? I want to do comedy. Oh, they got kids comedy. Let's go ahead. Let's let you start rocking with that. Boom. Now he's on the road with Lavelle Crawford. He's he's the guy that opens up for Lavelle Crawford. Nice. You, you know what I mean? Nice. Okay, John Madden. John okay. Madden's dad was the typical everyday go-to-work guy. John Madden okay. was playing football, baseball, all that type of stuff. He was on like three different traveling teams, I think, for baseball or something like that. So he told his dad, Dad, I'm going to quit one of the teams and um, get a job to help right. you out around the house. Dad said, I want you to keep playing sports, son. I got the house. Because once you start working, you'll never stop. John Madden said he, be he continued to be the athlete, and he's never had a real job. He went from player to coach to analyst, to everything. His whole career has been the game. Never had a job. Because he invested his energy into right. what he really wanted to do. Where he had mm. that he had that cushion. Right? Now, mm -hmm. Damon Williams. Comedian Damon Williams. Not Damon Wayne's, but Damon Williams, he's 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 he kinda looks similar to Damon Wayne's brown skin, bald head. His son his son was this was the kid. I didn't realize till later that his son was the kid that his mom had put this video up. Used to be come up on Facebook, whatever. His son always. I might have talked about it before. I'm pretty sure I did. Used to love wanting the sneakers, Jordans, Nikes, all that type of stuff. Went to his mom. His mom said, "You not. I'm not buying you none of these sneakers till you own a part of this." So she taught him the stock market, made him understand different things, understanding how to buy shares and whatever. At the age of like 13, 14, his portfolio was worth like $60,000. And all he was doing was taking money that he was earning and buying shares and stuff that he knew that always made money. So then he went and got the sneakers. So that's where the concept comes from when I said, if I see them working and putting in work and really doing something they enjoy, I would buy them. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I will buy them the sneakers that they're looking for. You know, I was watching some some sister one time on on TV. She was talking about how she taught her her nine year old nine year old that bought a share or something bought bought a trade option and like you know something something cheap but made like four thousand dollars at nine because they're understanding yeah. the asset game. But the parent taught them that. Yeah. If you look at everything, what I'm saying is the yeah. parents taught all of these all of these people. Absolutely. This, this concept. Yeah. So you don't have to, t you you don't teach a kid responsibility by paying bills. And if you feel like that's the only way, let them pay their cell phone bill. And if they sell, and I know you're thinking something as cheap as, what if they don't pay their cell phone bill and their cell phone get cut off? How I'm going to reach them? Hey, man, just keep your little prepaid. You can throw minutes on. Hey, man, this is only for you to make phone calls. Until you pay your bill, you can't go online or Facebook. You can't text. You can't do nothing. I bet you they pay yeah. that bill and understand the responsibility. No, you're right, man. You know what I mean? But We're right. We're going we gonna to hit them with some quick this or that, though, brother. We're going to hit yeah, them with before, some quick this be, or that. Before we get up out of here, let's hit them with a little bit of this or that. So I'm going to take it right Welcome to this week's This or That. Is it powder or is it crack? Is it blue or is it black? Let me get back with the smack. All right. Welcome to another week of This or That, where I ask you a series of questions and eventually I get an answer. Right. All right, we're going to get right into it. Expensive gift. Or homemade gift? Uh, it depends what kind of mood I'm in, man. You know? You know? I, whatever kind of mood you're in now, bro, is the one that uh, we need the answer. It's, it's got to be homemade right now. I ain't got it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, I'm gonna tell you okay. that right now. Okay. Yeah, I ain't got it. Yeah. All right, sleeping with the bedroom door open or closed? I do both. I do both. Sometimes you get that I mean, especially when you got the children in there. You got most of the time it's open. I ain't gonna lie because if you got the kids and you want to be able to make sure the kids are right, and if they not there, what you gonna close it for? Who you closing it from? A lot of times. No it's open. man, I sleep with it closed every night. I'm one of the people. I just want to bear. I just want some kind of barrier between me. And God forbid if anybody ran up in this joint. Okay, but you know, yeah, you know then I'm all I here. need is to hear the door, E. The rest That's of it, it I can handle it from right there. Right. Uh, I'ma hear right. the front joint. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah. Split the bill or take turns paying. Take turns paying. That's still splitting the bill, but take turns paying. I just did this the other day and it was actually pretty cool, man. Shopping together or shopping alone. I've done both, but um, nothing wrong with together. You know what I mean? My problem is a lot of times when it's together, it's I'm not mad at that my lady is ready to go to the store. It's just I might have been out DJing the night before or something. I'm tired. Just want to sit down for a little bit. Okay. But I don't want to feel like I'm rushing her. Right. So I agree. I think that when mm-hmm. we – when we kind of on a mission for the same situation, it's a little bit more fun than it's yeah. random, randomly shopping. Yeah, you shopping um, for that trip. That's what that was. If if yeah, if shopping for like a trip or something specific, that's that's yeah. a little bit different because you laughing, you playing a little bit different. But just you know, you know, Black Friday shopping or something. <laughs> you know, you might be like, babe, I'm going to Best Buy while you go to wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee date or a cocktail date. Um, they both nice though. They're both yeah. Nice. I would say cocktail because a lot of times it never really ends up as a coffee date. Cause when a person, when both of us want coffee, we just get in and we still rolling. But but that a cocktail be a date though. Yeah, but we still sitting down. We like I mean in the car. We moving in the car. Cocktail day. We gonna sit at the bar, have a little drink, laugh right. a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. different. That's just what happens right. in my in, in in my life. I'm not saying you know. That everybody does that. I just, I just know. If nah, I mean, I've done them both. My wife really don't drink coffee, but she will no. sit there. <laughs> um, so, so I enjoy them both. I, I really think it's not even so much whatever's in the cup. I think it's more whatever the concept of the conversation's about. Always is. Yeah, I, I you know, mm-hmm. cocktails. It might be a little bit different because once again, it's still gonna be more or less me sitting there while I got company. Yeah. Um. Clean as you cook or clean at the end? Should clean as you cook. Well, I mean, it's your answer. I don't know. What What do you do? I don't cook. When you have, brother. You can go back as far as whenever clean, the last meal you make. Clean, clean as I cook. Okay. Okay. Chick flick or a thriller? Um, me personally by myself? Um. Okay, well, we can do that. We we can do that. With no, 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 no. No, no. By yourself. By yourself. By, by myself, it's gonna be a thriller. But if if my lady's gonna be a chick flick because she ain't the biggest fan of thrillers. That's why it's kind of difficult to really do that. Yeah. Like, like by bowling or movies. I if you tell me the truth, I'm gonna go bowling because that light go off in the movies, man. <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So, weekend breaks or long trips? Um. Now, my mind, mind you, the long trips are probably going to be a lot more um, sporadic, for lack of terms. Yeah. You know, your weekends come when they come. Right. Like I think I'm the type of person I would rather have. One weekend out of the month, at least, where, you know, somewhere quick, even if it's just driving distance or a quick flight somewhere. I'm talking about Friday out, Sunday night back. Right. That's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm trying to get back to, Um, you know. But if I keep getting booked, it'd be hard. But you got to plan around that. You know what I mean? But you got to put yourself in a position to plan around it. See what I'm saying? 
Absolutely. assets, bottom assets. So that money's still still rolling, even if you in, even if you down in Atlanta and you wanted to go to get some, you know, Gladys. Well, he ain't there no more, but Gladys Knight chicken and waffle. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had this week, man. I ain't want to make it too out, out, outrageous. You know what I mean? That was another episode of This or That. And that's all we needed to say, Jack. Let's get back. All right. So, man, this has been episode 71, man. Premature. We, we, really, we really dug in and unpacked this one. And, you know, we, you know, we have a lot of... He he ha ha. You know, we we make you laugh, but we wanted you to hear just some concepts, just some theories of what we felt and what we believed. So for all of y'all who's been investing y'all time into us for 71 straight episodes, I want to clap it up for y'all first of all. And tell them, please, tell them when they can find all 71 episodes. Well, you can find all 71 episodes on any of your favorite podcasts and streaming sites. You know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible. Uh, you got, um, you helped me out with a couple more of them. Um, uh, Red Amazon, Circle. Um, Apple Podcasts. Overcast, what? Apple Podcasts, Overcast Radio. Audio, Audible. Audible, exactly. If you want to see our handsome faces, you can see us on YouTube, man, at The Porch Podcast. D-A. At, and then all. D-A-P-O-R-C-H. There you go, brother. Podcast. You know what I mean? Or just the porch. Um, I did want to say this before it slipped my mind. You know what I mean? Happy early Mother's Day to all the mothers right. who listen to the show and watch the show. You know, for those who are out there who, you know, uh, you know, have their mothers and those who are out there who, you know, have others that they look up to as mothers or you know, the, the, the kids, mothers, and all those things, man. You know, they're special every day, man. But make sure you take the time to at least, you know, give them their flowers while they can literally smell them. You know, let them know that you uh, you appreciate them, man. And, uh, you know, because I miss mine. I appreciate ours. You know what I mean? And, hey, man, that's what I got to say this week, man. It's been another, you know, great episode. want to thank y'all for tuning in each and every week, rocking out with me. And my brother, your favorite two brothers from the porch. And this has been episode number 71, Premature, the porch podcast. We love y'all, man. We'll see y'all next week, man. All right, y'all. All right. Peace. Peace.